call and had notification from Howard's appliance delivery for Damon Pipidone. Your delivery will approximately reach you in 15 minutes, men. Brought to you by Mirth. <laughs> it is Ear and Loathing. We're here for episode 26. I'm with Mugitmo Bros, the number one Rockers Forever. By the way, we were having a debate about a, a number one Rockers Forever t-shirt. Yes. Let's not give away yeah. the surprise because, no, no. first of all, we're never going to do it. Oh, we're not? I'm still waiting for my Dan Hill. You're right. Madame we, Dan Hill well, we shirt. Were gonna, we were supposed to talk about photoshopping it. <laughs> It'll take me like five minutes to do that. Well, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll submit submit my beautiful Photoshop work, and it'll sit in your in your to do box. It will. It will, box not. It for... will not. I'll be right on it. Okay. I got a credit card and a computer. I'm ready to order. <laughs> <laughs> and all those all those advertising bucks we're collecting from this we'll podcast. In. All right. So it is the number one rockers forever. I'm here at Ear and Loathing headquarters with the media darling of Ear and Loathing. Say hello. Hi, I'm George White, and that's it. <laughs> Clean to the point. Uh, I think all the fans appreciate that. And then, oh, nothing. Who's calling in from the North Star? He's my North Star. He's George's North Star. He is society's North Star. Say hello. Baringa! I've got the hippest moves this side of the boulevard. <laughs> is that the boulevard that, that Glenn Fry trods upon every day? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I like that. Same. It turns on the Jacks and Jills. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to fly, and you got to be hip out there when you're slinging disco moves uh, yeah. on either side of the boulevard. But I was just telling you and indeed the world that on this side of the boulevard, I've got the hippest disco moves. Damn right. And I your own fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah, you got to park on the other side of the street. Yeah. <laughs> like every Thursday at 8 to 10, you can't park on Aaron's side of the boulevard. It's part of being a citizen. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't understand why it has to be, you know, even that there should be a sign, you know, duh, just don't yeah. park there. Yeah. Help the firemen out. Yeah. Come on. That's what right. if you were on fire? What if your dope were on fire? Come on. That's right. What if your dope was on fire? <laughs> <laughs> it's the social contract. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess George is in the torture I'm chamber. I'm the torture chamber guy. Yeah. Yeah, I am. This yeah. is episode 26, Torture for George. And uh, you know what that means? Oh boy. That means is that like flowers for Algernon? <laughs> Torture for George and flowers for Algernon today at three. Except George never transitions to the smart guy. No. <laughs> I just put glasses on. <laughs> I feel like looking at George, if he just like put it took his glasses off and loosened his hair, he'd be really sexy. I, I probably I, and and in a library. Yeah, like working in a library. Do you think that Algernon is uh the cousin of Algero. <laughs> <laughs> Or it's a lesser known Jero. Al Jardine, Al Jero, and Al Lamode. That's right. Boom. Done so. The Al Brothers. The Brothers Al. So I guess we're going to um, waltz over to our pal. We should waltz. Haven't talked to him in a couple weeks, actually. Mm -hmm. 
I wonder what he's been up to. Oh, Clem's okay. Yeah, Clem, why don't you tell us what you did on the week off? <laughs> Hi there. Welcome to Kibitz Corner. He's really just a man of few words. <laughs> it's Clem. The, stoic, the stoic Clem Clemson. Remains an enigma. <laughs> so uh I, here we are in the kibitz corner and we turn the the uh topic of conversation over to george and uh what do you have to say for yourself what i have to say for myself is um we're gonna talk about hair that's what we're gonna talk about okay because hair as it relates to music and to us not the musical the broadway show well well if you want to go ahead and hit the theme song damon oh, okay. of my segment, segment this is go a ahead. this oh, is man, a surprise we burnt him we burnt him dude sorry george it's okay oh fuck i stepped on your thing sorry you wanted to redo that no go ahead okay <laughs> all right here we go All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you that go. is is that the Cowsills version? Ah, uh, it was from the Broadway musical. Oh, okay. Because the Cowsills had a hit with the song, mm-hmm. but I guess that's the original Broadway recording. That's the one I know, which um, which I guess takes me back to my childhood, where we can start with this segment. Okay. Um. So before uh, you had hair. Before I well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's well. So the thing is, I thought back where we come from, the seventies and eighties, um, hair was a big deal. Like what your hair was, oh, what yeah. you did with your hair, that meant who you were, what band you were in, what you liked. So I was going to tell a story of, of my various hair incarnations or yeah. styles. And I thought you guys could tell yours. Yeah, this I'm I got to sh- hear. I'm sure you have a lot to say. <laughs> this I, I got to hear. I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of inspired by the uh, by my Mister Clean comments. On, yeah, <laughs> on the first uh, on one of the, a few weeks ago. Anyway, um, mine started early with. Um, when I was a kid, I uh, wore a St. Louis base, a St. Louis Cardinals baseball hat all the time. Um, I wore why St. Louis Cardinals, by the way. I, I really don't know. I think I like Bob Gibson. This is when I'm in elementary school, and um, but my hair had to look a certain way coming out of it, out of the sides and the back, and it didn't <laughs> look that way. I became very upset. Yeah. And of all the things, my mom Hills Hills decided she decided to die on that was one of them. Like she wanted me to get regular haircuts. And I did not want to. Yeah. And that stopped about, I don't know, I'm going to say in fourth, fifth grade, where I um, was very upset about having a haircut and I made her um, curl my hair with a curling iron so it would stick out of the hat the way I wanted it to. Because I did not want to be made fun of at school about that. <laughs> don't you think you would have been made fun of more for the fact that you had your hair curled in the morning? No, no one knew that. That's behind, that's behind the scenes. It's oh. <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like this Albert Brooks... And defending his life when he's just looking back at it, he goes, I can't believe my logic on that. <laughs> <laughs> the logic is, is bulletproof, I thought. Yeah. I, I was, I, it made sense to me then. I'm like, no, it doesn't. I'm looking in the mirror going, no, it doesn't look good. No, it's not so over you wanted here. It, Pull it so longer. Georgie, did you want it to be my, – my memory of that sort of hair that you're describing, it, yeah. I mean, obviously Mike Schmidt had light hair, but that when like he was wearing his hat, oh, oh, it, it yes, flew yes, out and like yes. curled sort of up. Correct. Correct. Exactly right. A I was big, proud, and Mike mighty – Yes, and it had to look that way outside of the hat, right, or right. I felt like an asshole. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I made. But her... what would it do naturally? Just go straight down? No, no. This, this is it, as long as it was long enough, it would curl out like Aaron's talking about. But when I she made me get it cut, it wouldn't curl out enough for me. Oh, where it had to stick out like past the brim. I'm going to say or of the hat, and I, I wanted it to look a certain way. I didn't want anyone to notice that I'd had a haircut. Yeah. Can I interject yeah. something? Yes. 
This totally right. Like, what was our parents' big thing about getting haircuts in the seventies? I, I don't know. My mom too. Like, who didn't give a shit about anything else? Yeah, but the haircut the, was a you know <laughs> I, a specific traumatic thing for me. I still think about it with in anger. Is yeah. I was we were up at our cousin's house for like Thanksgiving or something. We were in San, living in San Diego at the time, but we went up to the Santa Cruz area. Yeah. And my cousins were there, and they were all older, and they're ergo cooler than me. Of course. And they all had long, cool, like, surfer hair parted yep. in the middle. And, yep. it was a, and it was kind of, like, all down their face. And they just yep. looked fucking awesome, yeah. as far as I was concerned. Yep. And so my hair was actually starting to get to that point where I could kind of hang with them on a, on a hair level. Yeah. At one point during that weekend, apropos of nothing, my mom and my stepdad decided that my hair was, too, was getting in my eyes, quote yeah. unquote. Yep. Yep. And decided right then and there to cut my bangs. <laughs> Like fucking J.Y. Young. It's torture. Yeah. It's it, actual. It was fun. And, and I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Right. Because I was, I could hang with the, with the cool guys with my hair. And right. so I, they fucking cut my bangs <laughs> and I'm trying to part it in the middle. So it looks cool. It looks so fucking bad. I was livid the whole weekend. Yeah. God, what was their fucking problem? You're, you're tapping into my anger. Exactly. Yeah. But why can't I have my hair? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you came up out of the fucking 60s and free love and right. free to be you and me, but right. my bangs are too long, suddenly. Right, right. Well, yeah, well, suddenly my... they become like 1950s drill sergeants. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> you need a proper haircut. Put Does a bowl reflect in, in the rest of your fucking existence there, parents. <laughs> yeah. Hypocrites. So there's George with his baseball, he's got a baseball hat and hair problems. Right, and by the way, I was, and by, by the way, then I was known as the nickname of Sainty. Because oh. of St. Louis, people called me Saint. K- kids are so clever. Say Sainty. <laughs> Saint. Um, and then so second, which isn't a big phase, but of course what Damon just mentioned, the junior high parted in the middle surfer. Yeah. That time. Okay. I the, keep stepping on George's material. No, no, it's okay. Episode, yeah. It's okay. That's what I wanted so we could discuss okay. it because they yeah. the same thing, thing. So um, then high school, so 1981, um, that's when the rocker stuff starts. And I have the, um, you know, the shag haircut, like just trying to look like Eddie Van Halen. Like everyone wanted to have that hair. And it was interesting because then long hair went to about your neck. Like it wasn't super long. If you had it too long, you looked like a girl. Even mm-hmm. heavy metal guys and Eddie Van, you had it stopped. I mean, maybe Dave, David Lee Ross hair was longer, mm-hmm. but like it stopped like here. Yeah. It stopped like right at your neck. And that was those years of the, of the shag haircut. Let's see. I'm, I had to write some of the, oh, this is, the, this is, you get, you guys have never heard this is, okay. So I decide after that, I'm in high school and uh, by the way, calling myself the American rocker, where I have, <laughs> a, right. where I have I a satin that. jacket. I have a satin jacket I wear every day with my own logo in the back that says AR. <laughs> <laughs> and I wear that rocker. every I haven't American thought rocker. of that in years. <laughs> I'm the American rocker. Aaron had actually heard of the American rocker back then. That's, that's how long I heard of him. Heard of this know, guy. The, the guy coming out of Burbank. The guy coming out of Burbank, American rocker. Yeah. You know, now this guy goes to Burroughs. You know, American rocker. <laughs> like, is he in a band right now? You would, you no. Would he's, just an, he's just an enthusiast. He's just he's in a band? No. <laughs> Not he's really, guy no. in the band. He just has a network of, of custom-made jackets. <laughs> just one. He hoped it, the other guys will get them and join in. Well, don't forget the Mr. Clean jacket. <laughs> that was yeah. later. Okay. The whole in the jacket thing continues to but this But by the day. end of the 80s, you had a collection of, of custom-made jackets, none of which you used in any way other than getting them made. <laughs> I had a lot of jackets. It was the well, American rocker, right? Yeah, yeah, the American rocker. Well, no, no, it was, it was George White, American rocker. That was it. There was no V, no A. There was no, it was George White, American rocker. That you was, ever think about being George, American rocker, white? <laughs> 
did not. I did not. Did not occur, occur to me at all. But, the way you've got it written now, it looks like you're George, <laughs> white American rocker. George White, white American rocker. White American. So you're you're a white supremacist who likes music. George, rocks. George, white American. I never heard it. I never thought it that way at all. It's funny. George, white American rocker. <laughs> Are there so so, so rock in the clan meeting? So nobody. <laughs> So Asians are not allowed in your club, or I don't. What, is, is there Asian American rockers, or just, oh what is it? Little, <laughs> little, little. In fact, George got sued by a chair making company who were also called the American Rockers. <laughs> I did. I had to settle. They had, their, they had their own jackets that they were trying to sell, creating well, confusion in the marketplace. Well, oddly enough, Aaron, I had to pay them in jackets. <laughs> Yes, that's their only currency they understand. I had to make them a satin jacket with a rocking chair on it rather than the classic AR logo. Right. <laughs> okay, this gets much better. Okay, so then um, uh, I decide, because uh, I'm going to go to college now to USC, and I thought, well, how, how, how does this act end? What am I going to do? So well, The year is at this point, what, 85? 84. Okay. So I decide, well, I'm going to USC. I can't go like this. I can't go American Rocker, Rocker to yeah, USC. Yeah. I got to, you know, and so I go full tilt into preppy. And on my 18th birthday, I have a party at my house, invite the entire high school, nearly the entire town. And I um, put on uh, preppy clothes underneath, rocker clothes over. I have, uh, I have my stylist, Gary, come <laughs> cut my hair in front of everybody oh at the God. party. Then Jesus I strip Christ. down out, out, of the, out of the rocker clothes. And then I'm the new George White in my, you know polo and, and slacks and loafers how did that go over <laughs> it went over well it went over very well <laughs> i oh sent God. out an invitation and the whole God, business please tell me i know this is pre-cell phones and everything but please tell me there's video or something there is there is video and uh and a lot of pictures yes and we're not we haven't seen them because <laughs> they're in my garage somewhere okay. <laughs> that's cute. that's content for the website we finally found a way to get traffic to the site was, yeah <laughs> note to fbi please raid george's garage <laughs> there's a lot in there so I do that, and uh, and I go to USC, and um, the problem is, as far as preppy clothes and, and that, and that was and that was a thing back then, though, in those times with the preppy handbook and all that. So it wasn't like I was completely out of you know, out of left field with that look. But I found that in California, particularly, you know, you just don't need sweaters and overcoats and scarfs so much <laughs> yeah, around your like, neck that, and you everything. Just don't, yeah. I tried to do all that, and I was just too hot all the time. Yeah, like, <laughs> there were guys who who preppy guys. In high school, who wore Izod shirts doubled up? Oh yeah, with a popped collar. Did it that? It would be like purple and yellow or Did something. Did that? Oh yeah. Did that? That's it's hot in like in oh, like it's terrible. You know May in in L.A. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. You're walking around USC, right? <laughs> yeah. Whatever, like in September. Right. Like, right, right. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, yeah, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. So Plus that it's, last... a, it's a stupid idea too. <laughs> it's a stupid idea. You're looking like a douche in the dog days. Yeah. You know? right. Even in a frozen tundra, that would look stupid. <laughs> no, and I'm trying to go to Addie's and you know those kind of places. There you go. To get, yeah. Okay, and after that, it uh, it segues into the mid '80s of that. Uh, you know. GQ hair, and by the way, the, uh, to describe for everybody, the, what my hair looked like back then uh, after I got it cut from the shag was into a, ba- it was it was pretty much a Tom Cruise um, risky business with the Ray Bans and that kind of Bob's Big Boy parted on the side hair. Yeah, like that's what I was, that's what I transitioned into. Interesting note about that. Relevant. Mm-hmm. At one point, when he goes from conservative high school student business major into yeah pimp 
he yeah, his hairstyle changes. It gets it's like for the second half of the movie, it's parted in the middle. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, You're right. More, it does. It's, it's the it's the more vibed out, relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. With like the cigarette and him telling guys and the glasses and everything. Yeah. yeah. How much what you spend fuck? at the right? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. That's very subtle. This very subtle um, wardrobe and hair design. Yeah. That's a reshoot at the end of uh, Risky Business, by the way. Uh, the original ending that they shot was he doesn't get in. Oh, uh, really? They're, they're like, well, you took a shot and, uh, you know, you show his character, but it was a darker ending. And so he had to come back, but he had already started losing because they had asked him to get some sort of a softer face. So he appeared more like a gentle high schooler than, yeah. than you know, a, a more sort of leaner adult. But he'd already started shooting something else. It was in shape. And so, so that's why he looks slightly different too at the end because it was it's a different man. He had to re, yeah. Re- oh, yeah. he'd probably start shooting all the right moves where he's a football player. Yeah, Hollywood Minute with, uh, Hollywood. with Aaron Britt with you. <laughs> Hollywood Minute. Other little known fact about that movie: the guy who designed Tom Cruise's hair going from part on the side to the yeah. middle yeah. was George's stylist Gary. <laughs> Yeah, I want to hear more. Can scary. we talk more about him for a second? <laughs> yeah. Was he was yes. he was he a delightful oh. young man, or was oh, he? Oh uh, no! So that, <laughs> what was that, his deal? That pretty great story too. My mom, as you know, was uh, was popular with gays because of her fabulousness and the hats and the jewelry and everything. So her two best friends um, were um, uh, Al Sid, that's one person, Al Sid, and Gary. Al Jero, Al Sid, Al Sid. Al, he's another one, right? Al Sid and Gary, <laughs> and Gary and Al Sid were a couple, and were fabulous, and lived in lived in Studio City, and had a pool, and they had this hot girl named Wendy that lived with them, that was um, their nail girl, and I was lusting after her from the time I was eight years old. Like they were so cool to me, and actually, it was nice because I grew up around gay people, and it didn't make me. I wasn't scared. Of, I thought gay yeah. people were cool. Yeah. And my mom would go over to Gary's shop, which which was in um, West LA. And Sid has a shop in um, Burbank and still does and still is my stylist. Oh, nice. And, and Gary, unfortunately, um, he and Sid broke up in the late, mid to late 90s. And then Gary, uh, Gary had a heart attack and died in 1998. Ah. But when he was my, but he was my stylist and I wouldn't, and because of the other trauma and anger from previously, Damon, that you mentioned, no one could touch my hair but Gary. Yeah. Nobody. So if I was going to get a haircut, it was going to be from Gary. And that was it. Sure. So he came to the party and, yeah, and cut my hair in, in front of everybody because obviously that was a risk. Yeah. What if I, <laughs> what if, what if I didn't look cool as a preppy? Like, was the party <laughs> able to continue going on or did everybody have to stop and stare at your haircut? Oh, no. That was the centerpiece of the party. Like, it started and uh, then the haircut was wow. going to, and it said on the inv- invitation, like, door open at seven, <laughs> haircut at 8.30. It was like a show. And I sat in a bar stool and Gary put oh a sheet God. over me, like, on our back patio and everyone's standing Like, if I was chatting it. up a chick, was I free to do that still? Or you I still could. Sh- but be quiet, dude. Like, watching a play. <laughs> He's cutting his hair. Shut up. Oh, my God. And <laughs> Sweeping up at 8.45. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a big thing where someone yelled, the new George White! And then you know, music started and yeah. the party continued and everything. So Heroin it was, everywhere. It was very much a, very much an 80s <laughs> movie moment. Yeah. Kind of like, George's hair is like in, in the guacamole and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It was, it was a good party. Yeah. Um, uh, then, <laughs> so then after that, after is, is, is I realized that I'm way too hot in these clothes, um, I transition into a uh, more of a, a GQ haircut. I don't know if you guys remember, kind of the a lot of product, kind of the crispy, crunchy curls, yeah, on top of your head, like that kind of you know that look. Do you what use the Aussie scrunch spray? That was later, Aaron. Oh. <laughs> 
So you're uh, stepping on my next cr- oh, crunchy. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Jordan is so predictable. I am. If he had asked for it, write out my timeline, Aaron, and I would have got it like completely exactly. accurate. Exactly. I don't need it anymore. You guys are already predicting what's next. But so, what year is the crunchy curls? Crunchy, crunchy, uh, crunchy GQ because preppy doesn't last long, and that's like eighty five, eighty six into eighty six, and that's when I joined Shadcar, Sh- Shady Character, the band. Okay. And that's in the beginning. We look really stupid because we all have short hair and are playing heavy metal. But I'm still doing the crispy, crunchy um, GQ thing. Then after that, um, my hair starts to get longer. This is probably the was the, the best part of it, where um, I my hair starts to get long in the back and on top. So it was my idea to go for what my friends started call, calling um, the cockatoo look, <laughs> which would be um, which I would refer to for people trying to visualize it as a um, a mullet and a mohawk. So mohawk, mohawk, mohawk yeah. would be. So it was long in the back. Slick back tight on the sides, then the middle spiked up is really high, not short, real high. Um, as a uh, with the Oz, the aforementioned Aussie's front spray, and it had to be Aussie's front spray. I couldn't do anything else, had to be the purple can, had to have it the way I wanted it, yeah. had to have depth for the side of my head, which I'd already used so much with the um, crispy, crunchy, curly look. <laughs> Gary was on call. Can Gary. I ask you, George? Can I ask you? There's a series yeah. of of inconsistencies with your life that plague me, and like <laughs> you, you, you are such a huge fan of of different vibes, different attitudes, different attitudes, different looks, different yeah. names, different yes. everything, everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. And hung, hanging around with gay hairdressers and da 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 da, and yet you had a fucking problem with Mister Changes himself, David Bowie. <laughs> That's, That's all he did. That's you're doing his whole routine. I, well, yeah. a- actually, that the, the Mulhawk era is when I uh, that's when I discovered David Bowie. Right then, that was that that's that story about eighty eighty five <laughs> or six is when I yeah. yeah. And then the other maybe. one, the other one that gets me, Georgie, is yes. what we're on your inconsistency sure, yeah. is that you <laughs> yeah, had yeah. you had nine million drums in your drum set, and yes. yet you didn't want to ever, but you didn't play fills. What did you do with all those drums? I don't right, understand. Right. right. I, well, I think I had too many choices. Was this way uh, too much choice? Maybe I yeah. just didn't want. To. All right. Hold, all right. Sorry. Okay. Back the to roto tom or the floor tom? I don't know. They're so far apart. I just so like the, lugging. I just like lugging things. I just so you had the cockatoo. Cockatoo Mohawk. What would be it like? I'm trying to think of a guy who had that cut. Was it an original concept? It pretty well was. I can't think of anyone. There were some. Like an edgy hockey player, sounds like. It kind of. I mean, I guess you could say. (laughs) Fire on ice. Like, kind of like Bono or maybe the guy in the the alarm, but the hair stuck up way higher on top. Yeah, so you almost were going for a. I've seen pictures of this era, actually. I know this look. I've seen that look. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's very high. Very high. If we had an ounce of energy for social media, we we could post pictures. Oh no, I have. I, I've put them up on Facebook. I've, I okay. find them from time to time. Right. So I feel like the dude from Till Tuesday did that, George, <clears throat> and it would have been after. Yeah, you, so yeah, been per- pretty close. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you know what? I, in fact, um, when we were doing, um, when we did dancing on the ceiling, those guys in the beginning of the video, he's walking in with two guys that are members of his band. Who, as, as I said, I think looked at me and went, let's look like that guy. Yeah. I mean, I look just like those two right. guys, clothes right. and hair. And I dressed then like kind of um combination of like rock, but with um like Tonserton and all the things from the 80s, like those kind of clothes and Benetton and that. Sirhan Sirhan? Sirhan Sirhan. <laughs> you guys remember Tonserton, don't you? No. No, I remember the Tonton. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, Saran Sir Ton Ton. Uh, move, moving on, then I um, then came then came. It was I wanted to have a really long hair, and this came like this is eighty seven, eighty eight, where now my hair gets down to the middle of my back. It's super long. It's it's heavy metal hair. Don't you have naturally sort of curlyish hair though, George? I do. What, what does that do. do with long? Like when it goes long like that, do you look like Kevin Cronin or something? No, no. Well, that Rick and I have the same hair, so we we call that space helmet. It looks like a space helmet for a while, <laughs> right, and then it gets right. heavy enough. But when it gets past your shoulders, it gets heavy enough yeah. where it's not just looks like an afro. It yeah. gets more. It looks like Sammy Hagar when it's he had a long, long space helmet. When 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 when, when <laughs> Sammy Hagar had long hair, like that kind of you know. There was a period of time in like the I think it yeah. was OU812 or something where Sammy had it was actually yes. kind of cool hit that yes, version correct. of his long hair. It was almost mm-hmm. dready in a little bit of ways at the on the bottom. Yeah, kind of. Cool. Well, look at look at. I used the Zarin formula and all kinds of uh, conditioners. I didn't have any split ends, my friends. I almost feel like George has a time machine because it feels like he's jumping back and forth throughout time. Because we're only at eighty seven or something at this point, right? Yeah, we are. You, you, you. It sounds like you switch hairstyles like every six months. Well, yeah. I mean, I was a ki- I was a young man. <laughs> what do, what do, <laughs> maybe you guys have a different story. I don't. You know. Yeah, my I hair grew do. long, or you know, or I would cut it, or yeah. you know, I would think. I this would is, think you guys, particularly Aaron's, going to have. I mean, I never, I never have. Um, even to this day, I never have colored my hair any other color than it is. Yeah, which seems odd. I didn't do that. Right. Diet blonde or black or something. It's or, the Republican, and you won't let you do it. I think you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well. Look, I, I'm just going to say I'm I'm wildly entertained by the story, yeah, but still, also wildly confused. You're right. <laughs> it's there's a lot of details. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean for there to be. I tried to make this fast. I really did. <laughs> no, I, I keep going. I'm I'm eating it up with two okay. spoons. <laughs> okay. Uh, so after the heavy metal hair, and that that lasts till the early '90s, where then um, I'm going to call it um, hair management. Which I don't know if you guys ever had really long hair like that. I did, but there comes a time where you you have to have a job and stuff, and it's just I guess much like preppy clothes, it's just not a suitable like you you spend most of your time trying to keep it back out of your face. You always mm. have to have like a a hair tie on your finger or around your yeah. wrist or a baseball hat or or you have to just do the top of it up like a top ponytail. Yeah, you spend a lot of your time keeping it out of your face. I have super thick hair. Yeah, and. When it got to that long length, and I mean, talking down to here, yeah, right, all one length Me down too. to here. Yep, I'm folks. I'm pointing to my like in halfway down my shoulders. Yeah, and uh, at one point, it becomes like it feels like you know the curtains at movie theaters. Yes, right. It's like that yep. thick and heavy, like yep. right in your face when you're trying yep. to drive or drum or whatever the hell you're trying yeah. to do. Eat. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. thinking back on that, it's like. That was the era when I walked around with a, you know, with a, a metal boot on all the time. Like, why would right. I do that? It's just, it's so <laughs> aggravating. Yeah, I, yeah, cowboy yeah. boots then and yeah. Yeah, leather jacket yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and all that. And so after that was the aforementioned, because um, then I think, well, I got to get rid of this hair somehow and I want to go extreme. So that's the Mr. Clean era where I think about doing You that. didn't go bald. I didn't, but I got the, I just got hotter. I got a head wrap with a cowboy hat on yeah. top of the <laughs> hair it was just stupid and and a and a powdered wig and a powdered wig <laughs> goes on top of that and then and then the, the last or not last one but then the 90s happened and it and it all in one moment as you guys know nirvana everything else that hair becomes the stupidest thing in the world in one second and i already was like i don't need this hair anymore i yeah. don't i don't use it i don't it doesn't <laughs> help me get chicks anymore it yeah. doesn't i have a girlfriend i don't 
I don't need this hair. Right. So then I start what I'm going to call the slow descent into adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> where I first, this is the 90s now, early 90s, where I cut it, you know, all one length to maybe right to my shoulder, like that. Yeah. But that also stays back in a ponytail, but it's not in the middle of my back anymore. You look like Gary Hart at the vineyard. <laughs> On an at-ease weekend, just letting it all flow down, no product in it. <laughs> yes, but mostly it's back in a ponytail. Giving some in- intern what for? <laughs> Giving an intern a what for, is that what you said? <laughs> Giving an intern what for? <laughs> sitting with Donna Rice sitting on your That's lap right. in the monkey business. Monkey business yeah. <laughs> the SS monkey business. The SS monkey business. You couldn't write that. If you put that in a script, they totally. go, no, yeah, no. It can't say absurd. monkey business behind you. Take yeah. that down. Get props, take it down. Anyway, then... Why do we just call it getting pussy? Get... <laughs> What's your boat called? It's called the ass getter. <laughs> what? I said SS. I said SS ass getter. Does it say pussy hound on your t-shirt? It does. And that, and then in the slow descent, because then I start there. Then I go for the um, all one length to um, to about my chin. Goes from maybe shoulder length to chin length. Then Gary's doing all this, of course. Yeah, I'm easing into having not having long hair because it was such my identity for so long. G- Gary was the enabler. He was, and he but he he did what I wanted, and it was fine. Yeah. And, you know. Um, and after that, I go for the uh, very popular '90s like page boy look, where it's uh, it's that or page boy or what do they call that? Um, one of my friends used to call it monkey butt. What was the other name? <laughs> Uh, page what boy, the like hell mushroom. Are you talking about mushroom head, <laughs> like the mushroom hair. Yeah, where it's sh- super short in the, underneath. Yeah, yeah, and then kind of longer on the top, but it's shaped <laughs> kind of like a bowl cut, but it kind of comes yeah. down into your eyes, kind of like a version of the surfer. Yeah, like, but that was called that was generally called a page boy haircut. Yeah, <laughs> back then, and I went to that, and then let's see, then in then a, then a big crisis in my early thirties, which was uh, my girlfriend at the time, Heather, looks at me once when I'm combing my hair. And she goes, hey, Baldy. And oh, I'm like, shit. I'm like, what? And I'm like, she goes, yeah, in the back of your head. I'm like, no, no, you're fucking <laughs> with me. That's not. And now I run into the bathroom, like looking at the back of my head with a mirror and trying to comb it. And I'm just panicking. Like there's a bee on my head and I can't I'd get it off. <laughs> and I'm just trying. And But I, anyway, I comb it. I just have like what I guess you'd call a cowlick. But yeah. it's not a cowlick. It's I'm losing my hair. Yeah. And I'm like 31. And yeah. I'm just fucking you had out. never noticed before? No, it's in the back of your head. Right. Like, how, when do you look at the back of your head? I guess may, I was thinking maybe in the shower, you wash it, your hair. I guess that. I didn't notice a lot coming out or anything. Like, yeah. I, and, and also, you know, when you have long hair, which I didn't at that time, really. It covers a lot of... Well, a lot of your hair comes out in the shower. Yeah, when you're you have, used to you it. don't. It's like, well, yeah. there's some hair in the ground, so what? Yeah. And so I completely freak out and start using um, Nioxin, which I still use to this day. A special kind of shampoo for, you know, if you're going bald. And then I find Propecia, the the pills. Yeah. And I started taking those at 31, still take them now. Mm-hmm. And I have a beautiful head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> I can vouch for that. I'm running my fingers through it right now. <laughs> not, a, not a detecting a bald spot anywhere. Right. And, um, and you know, and after that, after that, I pretty much, you know, in my 30s and 40s, I just didn't care about my hair as much anymore. Like yeah. I had either... What most people have either like short and spiky or slick back or, you know, and for a while, like around that time, I kind of went back to the, um, a variation of the GQ, GQ crispy, crunchy with mm-hmm. product. And of course the, um, the, uh, close crop beard was yeah. very important to me during that time. Like when I'm 34, 35, my, uh, Hollywood 
I'm a hotshot writer. And I, that was important for me to have that look yeah. back then. And uh, and now, honestly, I, at 56, I'm just, uh, I'm happy, one, to have hair. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's not, uh, that it's not totally gray yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my hair story. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we should do a, a, a uh, <clears throat> at another time, Damon could do his and I can do mine because uh, I don't know. I just don't think that we can follow up that uh, at yeah. this time. Um, okay, I, I was hoping to make it quicker, but, but then you guys- <laughs> Well, that was the first yeah, installment. Yeah, That's yeah, all. Okay. Yeah. all right, you, I really want to hear your guys' story. I really- Yeah, but you can't skimp on the details on, you know, getting to know Gary yeah, right. <laughs> and your crispy curls and, you know, the one inch that you cut off <laughs> yeah, right. every every six months. Getting I needed to know it. all of those. Getting, <laughs> great. getting into it. Yeah, I've got, I got plenty of those too, although oh, sure. I, I wasn't as- precious about it as you were and i'm not insulting no, no, you no, i just I, at one point you just don't give a fuck you right know? It, it took me longer to not yeah. give a fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to not be defined by my hair says the guy who walks around with a mustache playing a character called guy langston <laughs> okay <laughs> well that was exhausting mm-hmm. the first installment first installment of of <laughs> Hit the theme music. <laughs> oh, wait. I lost it. It's okay. You don't have yeah. to. <laughs> but I was – earlier, I was wondering about the timeline. Like, just this morning, I woke up thinking, I, I'd love to know the timeline of George's hair, and then I guess I can say this now. I have my answer. <laughs> I have my answer. You do. feels yeah. like it's been a long time since we heard Mike. I know. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Bring him back in. Hi, Mike. How's your Mike's, hair? He's stuck in <laughs> – he's, he's in traffic. Baby! <laughs> 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 so all right that was a hell of a of a kibitz corner yeah hell of a kibitz corner. and uh i i did enjoy learning about your hair escapades <laughs> hair escapades it's right <laughs> i think that was that was the name of gary's shop wasn't it hair escapades right. hair capades <laughs> is that like hair pie no it's different <laughs> no, no it's actually the opposite he left and started a new spot uh, on Melrose called uh, Harrow Smith. <laughs> I'm looking forward. It's not there anymore. If you want a shag haircut or a uh, or a mushroom head or um, you know chin length, whatever you want, he'll do it. He doesn't. If you want the crispy crunchy, he'll do that. Preppy. George was thinking, even though he's not a hairstylist, he was thinking just for the to name a shop. This he was going to call it George Harrison. <laughs> And then he thought, I got to go to like beauty school and stuff. This is not going to happen. There was one in Burbank for years called Hair Tiz. Oh, <laughs> come on. So I think that's a whole other kibitz corner is coming it up does. with clever, you know, clever hair names for salons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. But so, now we've avoided it as long as I can. It's time. All right. Nice try. That's that's yeah. why he just kept going with every I haircut because he was trying and to then avoid. I had a goatee. Inevitable <laughs> moment that he's been fearing the entire episode. Here we go. Torture chamber. Okay, I'm not gonna bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm gonna torture you anyway. Suffering. All right, George, how you feeling? Uh, you know, just hanging on in my wig over here. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's get it. <laughs> Grasping your lid. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm going to go first, Aaron, because I already figured it out. And I know you love the math, but I'm going to spare no, you. No, we should week. talk about it more. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> I, oh, I'm not going. Okay, forget it. You guys tortured me last time because it was the episode previous to Andy. Yes. 
And so that was... Uh, Don't let him stretch it out, Damon. He's doing this on purpose. We're fine. <laughs> first. Ah, he's going right. to me. Trust me. Aaron's Damon's going first. That's we Trust need. me, I'm going first. Okay, let's go. And uh, I'm going to take you back to 1989. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> what what uh, level of That was the hair? super long heavy metal hair. Okay. That was a super long right. cur- curtain hair, as you yeah. said so aptly, correctly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure... In that era, you were not listening to this song. You never know. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of people were. And I'm just going to start it off, and uh, we'll just uh, deal with it as it comes. You guys ready? Deal with it. <laughs> Here we go. 1989. Okay. Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. Well, I know that's Glenn... Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Start off with Chubby Checker, okay, by the way. Oh, did okay. <laughs> okay. Aaron, you recognize this one? <laughs> is this is this one of those? Let's do the twist with the Beach Boys and that combo. <laughs> no. Good. That's a good guess, but no. Let's, okay, let's carry let's keep on. Keep going. I, yeah, here I, we go. Yeah. Just a reminder: This is 1989. Right. It's not. This- <laughs> This Glenn, isn't like 1942. Like Glenn Miller, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the, the drums are vaguely uh, ballroom blitz, too. Which is, I which almost is, thought that's is, what it was. Yeah. Which I like that. So I was like, well, I... <laughs> Okay. Carry on. going to go somewhere, pro- okay. I promise. What is happening? What is, <laughs> so far, it's just Glenn Miller. What the, the fact that this... that this I'm waiting for their terrible thing to happen. The fact that you're having to sit through almost the entire song of... Uh, in the mood? In, in the, the mood. mood. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is one of the funny parts I'm of I'm in this. the mood okay. to jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Going around again. (laughs) And I promise this is not In the Mood. It's not a cover of In the Mood. We're going to get there. Everybody Lindy Hop. (laughs) One, two, one, two, one, 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 two, three o'clock. This was a hit song, folks. It's a medley of like 40s, 50s, 60s. Is that what we're doing I think this was a hit the same time that the Curly Shuffle was a hit. (laughs) What? So someone just took music and put it together? Yep. It's just a medley. They're going to take us through all the way from the 49 to 89. (laughs) What's the name of this crap? Okay, I'll identify it now. Okay, yeah, please. This is a, quote, band. It's actually not a band. It's just some some you know studio dummies uh, it, uh, called Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers. A- that, that makes me want to punch somebody. <laughs> I'm not a bully, but I just felt like someone said that to me, like Jive Bunny, and I, and I hit him right in the, like the left, right in the nose. Like no, yeah, they're about to say Jive Bunny is about to hand you a check for like a hundred thousand dollars, but you just couldn't yeah, wait. I can't, can't yeah. wait. Yeah. It's like it's like saying Jack Bruce to Aaron. <laughs> no. So Jive Bunny and the Master, and the song is called Swing the Mood. <sighs> Fuck off. And Fuck, it- <laughs> yeah, totally. Fuck you. And No, it's not. <laughs> a, we had to sit through like two go-arounds of, of In the Mood. 
And is, also, this is a six minute song. This is a, and I'm going to make you listen to the whole so fucking thing. So it's 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. They, I, I don't guess. think they ever get out of the uh, 60s. I think oh, it, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just when I'm alive, I get to <laughs> let's listen a little more, and then I'll kind of explain who who were Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers, and why did this happen? And why were they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and w- what hath we wrought? Here we go. It's just chunks of songs. <laughs> Sit on it, Potsy. Sit on it, Potsy. Is that the original uh, vocal track, or did they re-sing it? Because um, it I sounds can... like the Ridge. It does, uh, yeah. Well, it's it's kind of a conflation, if you will. Right. All right, let me just tell the fucking story. Hey, about Mr. This. C. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you the story. So uh... It's from their EP, Sit On It. <laughs> <laughs> this followed the the first album up your nose with a rubber hose <laughs> and then the, the third one obviously sit on it again <laughs> keep sitting on it keep, keep sitting. sitting on it <laughs> don't get up followed by a <laughs> don't get up don't no no don't up. get up <laughs> sit on it again <laughs> like hey we guys, did last summer hey guys this was such a big hit let's do it again let's <laughs> Whose idea was right. this? Tell uh, us. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Uh, I got to. I got to get into my notes here. So, <laughs> this was a guy, and you can't make this shit up. His he was an entrepreneur in in uh, 1983 named John Pickles, <laughs> and of course he's British. Of course, this all comes from the British <laughs> Islands, the country of shitty music. <laughs> so he at one point put together this D a network of DJ services for all of Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, he ended up with like, I don't know, like 1500 DJs who will all work for this service. And, and this cert, they would uh, like clubs and weddings and parties would hire yeah. this service okay. to send a DJ out. Yeah. And so, um, so this is 1983. So this is right on the heels of, if you remember, Stars on 45, which was all oh, the Beatles song kind of yes, stuck together. right. So and that was 81, I believe. Ugh. And so those kind of like, what, I guess, mixes, you would Was call it the them. fifth of Beethoven? So it's like that That started a, a really gnarly- That was a disco. The yeah. disco yeah. fifth of Beethoven, right. And so, and so I guess like between 1983, when he put this together, and 1989, when the song came out, a very popular thing in all of these kind of this network of DJs were these mixes where they would just stick a bunch oh, of songs together. Oh, an asshole's wedding in y- yeah, fucking right. Berlin or whatever, Italy. Or- yeah. <laughs> okay. And so this guy, John Pickles, says, well, I got- <laughs> I'm in a pickle. <laughs> I need to figure out how to make more money off shitty music. And so he decides, well, I got I want to release one of these as ex- an actual single. And he started kind of poking around to all his different DJs. And he found one of his guys, a Brit living in Norway, who's one of his DJs, yeah. had put together a very popular mix of like kind of 50 songs. Okay. And it was, you know, uh, Bill Haley and Elvis, Elvis and, and all this, you know, all this stuff you're going to hear. Little Richard. The parents can get up and dance at the wedding yeah. during this time. And it's a medley. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. And there's uh, a beat yeah. going. Makes you know. sense. Okay. 
<laughs> and so for all we know, maybe he he did use the original uh, Ballroom Blitz drum track to kind of keep the whole thing <laughs> threaded together. Yeah. So the problem is, now this is going, this goes back to answering Aaron's question, like, is that the real singer? This is a sort of conflation of a bunch of different things because he couldn't get the licensing yeah. when he was going to put this out. as Like, if DJs are just playing it in clubs, you don't need the licensing right. to play an actual Elvis song or something. Right. But if you're going to put it out as a single release, you got to get clearances on, I don't know what's on here, maybe like two dozen songs or something. And so he did a combination of some he got licensing for, so you're hearing the original vocal. Some he had he had to do like synthesizer bass parts or something. Some he had to have like, you know, fake singers. You know, it just was a combination of all different things of the various licenses he could get for these songs. The people that run Chubby Checkers Estate are real assholes. I'll tell you that right now. They <laughs> will not let work me... for a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they put a, a shit ton of effort into this into this song, and wow. so this thing started like rocketing up the the British charts. And uh, let's listen a little more. I'll give you some more information about uh, the John Pickles and and crew. Oh, God. <laughs> Did he have a partner named Bill Pepper? <laughs> Just waiting for like what his voice would say. Hello, I'm John Pickles. I've got an idea for a song. <laughs> like, what, I'm from like the North Country. Exactly. I, I have some ideas about jazz based songs. <laughs> John Pickles. People like to go to weddings and have a good time, the old folks. My mother and father worked in the factory most of their lives. <laughs> and they I grew up on these songs that they kept. John Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, I read a lot of great expectations in love. My name is Philip Perrup. People call me Pip. <laughs> and there's some terrible, uh, some some terrible uh, British guy, like a, a terrible, like like who's outside my fucking office? It's John Pickles. Got an idea for a record? Fuck you, John Pickles. <laughs> yes, sir. I'd like to play you a collection of my songs. <laughs> That fucking chubby checker. You know what it's going to cost? <laughs> fucking wanker. All right, go on. <laughs> All right, well, we got oh, ways to go on this. Sorry. Term. You said 12 more songs <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Samples are, oh, God, we're on two. Yeah, we're still in the middle. And it's it's weird to me that, like, <sighs> we've already heard, you know, an hour and a half of, of Glenn Miller, and then... He's doubling down on on Bill Haley now. Like he can't just transition through like bang bang bang. It has to be like let's just do the whole first half of the song. Here you go. Okay, twist. Enjoy or whatever this yep. is. I think we're in just happy days. Yeah, rock around the clock. Another Bill Haley song. Look, look at look, look look at look at Aunt Carol. She's really moving out there in the dance floor. <laughs> Jesus, can you play something I can dance to? Yeah, I, went, I graduated in '58. <laughs> God, the the British people of the time reacted to this song the same way your dad reacts to "Sweet Home Alabama." Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Went off. Oh, he stole the wedding. He stole the yeah. wedding. Yeah, he did. Like, like leaping over over tables <laughs> to get to the dance floor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, as he's flying through the air, like loosening the tie. <laughs> Get out of my way! Ooh, slow motion. Papa White coming through. <laughs> Y'all get out of my way! I'm coming. All right, continue. All right. 
slit my throat. <laughs> Jordan's eyes can't roll just, any further back just, into his head. Just you know what's coming. You know what's coming. Just the, just the drum beat. They're all the same train. Someone having a seizure? What is that? <laughs> it really was. <laughs> That's like Sean they brought Pickles in the- getting throttled by, uh, <laughs> by the record company. Like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was a sample of, you know, what was the movie where Sean Penn played a mentally challenged guy? Uh, I am Sam. Yeah. The- right, yeah. I-, I think that's a sample of some of his dialogue from that movie. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to go into this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they. They don't just play the little chunk that would be fun. Fucking who wants to hear it? Who's like, oh, nice. This <laughs> no. is when Wake Up, wake up Little Susie comes on. Fuck yeah. No, no. I Did you can, hear I that part? T- yeah, I can tell I you. I heard this, that part. This is, this, there's, there's a genius to this because of what he's talking about. It's, it's wedding. It's, it's a wedding that these guys are working at. And Aunt Carol comes out because they, you want to get the old folks on the dance floor. And they're all from the 50s. Yeah. And they're the, they're the uh, father of the brides and all that. And and I can see their faces like is they 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 can they can dance to every song from their from their youth yeah like as soon as this comes on like oh my god little Richard and Bill Hay like they keep they this gets better and better for them yeah and they can keep dancing and that's what you want at a wedding that's and that's dumb. why he did this that's dumb I hate that kind of I hate that I hate that so much <laughs> just it's it's just just play play the fucking music like. Fuck the old people. Yeah. They, they, they got to play. It's like, what? Where, where are you from, sir? All right, we'll get something geographically uh, uh, important for you. How old are you? All right, well, we'll see if we can dial up something from the 20s. <laughs> fucking have some punch. Have a Salisbury steak. And fucking shut the fuck up. <laughs> just to verify what George just said. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was looking at the comments under the, the, video, the YouTube video. Yeah. And again... Astoundingly, this song's beloved. Yeah, nothing but great memories from everybody coming. But this one guy wrote very recently. You know, obviously we lost two years there, so I think it was yeah, like right. 2018 or yeah. something. He goes, yeah. "I'm a wedding DJ. Yeah, I played this at a wedding like a month ago. People ran to the dance floor. The biggest <laughs> smiles on faces oh, yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah, dancing to this song. Yeah. Did he tell you where he was in 2018? In I think he was British. I think yeah, like okay. everything's British. There I know. Come on, do the math. <laughs> Former world power. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> the 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 uh, the the sun does set on the British Empire. Yeah, right. yeah sorry, Your Majesty. <laughs> and that it happened before. in 1989. You're right. Yeah, that was this before. Hey, England. I heard the Congo is available. <laughs> Ask Billy Joel. Here's his number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> run it by the Belgians. Get a couple tips. <laughs> Bullshit and wake up little Susie. That's not the original. Wake up little Susie. It doesn't sound like that's he didn't get that one. You mean the the two the two brothers? The, the Everly brothers? No, that's them. That, really? really? It, did, it yeah. didn't sound like the one I know. Like <laughs> No, it's 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 them. Uh that, it? that whole thing at the end we're doing boo boo woo woo. I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay, but that was actually them. That's the transition into whatever the next piece <laughs> yeah. of trap is. Boo woo woo. And then yeah, that was Richard. S- skip Everly. <laughs> he wasn't invited to join 
with Phil and Don. Little known fact, that was Aaron's uh, login before he came up with Bringa. It was, woo, 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 <laughs> Someone's hitting a Simmons drum. <laughs> yeah, that was never caught on. Yeah, depending on what, how much multi-track there were yeah. of these old songs, like yeah. he, maybe they did have the vocals and yeah. then they just stuck them on top of this existing drum beat. I don't okay. know. Okay. It's not worth researching. It's Who cares? Not, it's not. Yeah. Just get this over with. Yeah. <laughs> This is Elvis, but to fit him to the beat, they had to speed up his song to the point where he sounds almost like a chipmunk. <laughs> Listen to this. And it's like three Elvis songs in a row. Great. <laughs> it sounds like uh, Wayne Newton, like Wayne Newton when he's young and singing yeah, right. and like yeah. <laughs> I've had to bartend so many fucking parties and... and it, being in LA, there's we were lucky to get him. It was mostly hipster parties. It wasn't ever like dopey weddings and stuff. It was it, me and Dalton had to do a million of them. Brendan used to do it with us. And this reminds me of like 12 30, 1 o'clock in the morning and one of those things. And I'm fucking bringing like the 18th round of fucking ice. And so it reminds me <laughs> of that sound of ice slushing around in plastic. And yeah. it, it starts yeah. to give me the PTSD just to hear that sound. And then on top of that, Not that explains why fucking you, you hate George's ice, but go ahead. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. It's connected. Uh, but then also you have a, a, the other sonic assault is a song like this where you're just like, you're pissed at the music too, and the people who like it. You don't fucking like it. You're drunk, <laughs> and wouldn't you rather be making out next to the porta potties or something than dancing to this horse shit? Grab exactly. some ass. Do right. something. Yeah. Don't do this. Go Here's outside the- and vomit. Yeah, yeah, that would be better. Another option: just calling a cab and going home. Right. Go home. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we've now got more Elvis. Now Elvis. Helium Elvis. Helium more Elvis. helium Elvis. Yeah. Bill Haley. Okay, Bill Haley. Also sped up. Yeah. Really bad transitions too. Yeah. What? You know. This is worse than the Billy Joel song. This is more of a of a slog and more of an assault. It is than the Billy Joel song, and it's this. It's it's as if Billy Joel heard that. And went, look at all these pieces. I'm going to do something that's just a list of things, except I'm going to talk about things that meant something to me in the 50s, whereas this is just songs from the 50s. I'll tell you something, Aaron. I was going to bring that up a minute ago, and I thought, no, it's too crazy. That's too too crazy of a concept that Billy Joel. And then you're right. That's what I thought. (laughs) When you you said the Congo, I thought... This is kind of the same thing. <laughs> it's worse. Oh, no. I want to, you know, rewind a little bit, too. I'm going to say maybe 15 years ago or so, maybe even more. Uh, back when KCRW was a really big deal. Yeah. I don't know if it still is, but could, who gives a shit? Yeah. There's a show for people who don't know on KCRW. It's a local radio station out of Santa Monica public City radio, College. Public. Yeah, public radio. Yeah. And they used they used to have a really cool lineup of music. And it was and their, their brand was eclectic. It was, you know, right. Weekend Becomes Eclectic. The big yeah. one was Morning Becomes eclectic. eclectic. Right, yeah. And it used to be a fantastic experience yeah. to listen to that. And then uh, who's the... Idiot who took that Australian guy who took it over. Nick Harcourt was that? Is that him? Mm-hmm. He, he was just a dummy, and his his <laughs> he fucked the fuck out of the brand eclectic, and to kind of took it over his own, and it just became shit. So 
what I'm leading to is one time I was listening to it before I had completely checked out, and he had this sweetest DJ on who was doing a gig in LA promoting a gig, mm-hmm. and he was one, a hot DJ at the time. And so his thing, I got I, so so he was going to do a set for the listeners of of, of Morning Becomes Eclectic, and so he starts the, whatever beat, you know, inch, 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 right? And he's playing some songs and stuff, and then suddenly I hear sped up, can't stand losing you by the police. I call, but it's at the it's at the breakneck tempo of like inch, inch, calls yeah. you so many times <clears throat> a day, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I guess it's all true. It's but it's the police version, right? Just stuck on top of this beat. And like this song by Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers, <laughs> he played like the first two verses and choruses. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not DJing. That's just playing a song over a beat <laughs> and <laughs> speeding it up so it matches the tempo. Why is that a skill? I don't get it. And so All that is is a dopey kid who has his own little play school record player and he puts the, right. song, the, the, CD, the song on at the wrong speed and he thinks it's the height of hilarity. Right. Look, yeah. they sound they like ha- a, they, look how high their voice is now. Woo. I, I was gonna say, you're right. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. because they have that section at Guitar Center now. Yeah. And it's easier to do that than learn to play guitar. <laughs> yeah, it's really true. And so this song reminds me of that. Like, it's just, I have zero creativity. Because look, sampling, generally speaking, can be used as really fun, creative, yeah. compelling music. <clears throat> yeah. If you do it right, like the Beastie Boys were masters at that. Yes. Um, this is just like, like Aaron said, like guy with Fisher Price, you know, <laughs> DJ mix master. Right. You can control the speed. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and the they just yeah. plunk these songs down and there's no, there's no transitions. It's not, except for the occasional, a one, two, three, a one, two, three, a one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock. No, keep doing that. So keep doing it. A one, two, three, Beep a one, two, three, a one, two, three. Well, I'm, I'm going to get the license for that. And we're going to put that out. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Keep going. Cause there's a lot of music. <laughs> You know when you know when like a, when you get like a like a like a kid on Star Search and he's a kid. Yeah, it's usually a fat kid with a pompadour and he's imitating Elvis. <laughs> That's what this they put him like in a gold suit, you know, and comb his hair like a man, right. you yeah. know, like and it's all black and this and he's doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're required to sit there and smile. You're right. And, and Ed McMahon's going, and here comes Bubba Keelan from <laughs> Bessemer, Alabama. Like, <laughs> go, go, Bubba, go, go, Bubba, go. And he you comes know, out. Most, he's, that's what he so often like. people listen to podcasts as they're doing chores, like you know, folding yeah. laundry, doing yeah. laundry. <laughs> I think that people are getting into their washing machines. To end it all. <laughs> right now. While they listen to this podcast. Just closing the door on the line. Yeah. I'm Your, out. Their arm comes out to start the machine. Like this Thanks, Gitmos. <laughs> also, Damon, when you went back into that, you went, okay, there's a lot more music. You sounded like a DJ. All right, there's a lot more music, folks. Come Let's go. Way. Let's go. I'm John Pickles. A lot more music. Right around the corner. I'm John Pickles. This is my <laughs> record collection. <laughs> These are some of my favorites. <laughs> it's called the pickles. It's called pickles picks. <laughs> it has to be pickles picks. It has to be pickles picks. <laughs> Shit. Play it. <laughs> I totally 
see that little fat kid now. <laughs> His friends know him as Bubba, but we like to call him Elvis Jr. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like the worst, worst stupidest name. Little and so, King. And, so, <laughs> and someone just, Ed does that, and then off stage, someone just hands him a glass of scotch because he hates himself. He just goes, <laughs> Another Elvis impersonator. Oh, God. <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't only just Jordan's reaction. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Jordan's like you to stop. opening the door to, to just walk it. out. I'm just sweating. Stop just... it. <laughs> Okay, now we we we're transitioning back into Glenn Miller, the forties. But here, yeah, now here's the here's the uh, the, the twist that they do. Don't ruin it for well, us. By the Just way, play it's it. not the twist. <laughs> well, I want to set you up for it. You know, okay. come on. Okay. So we've got we we started with as you re- recall Glenn mm, Miller yeah. in, in the mood. Yeah. We got through a whole rock and roll kind of chunk, and now we're going back into Glenn Miller. And we've got two minutes and sixteen seconds left, so we're going to run through a bunch of Glenn Miller songs at this point. Okay. And they might even throw in a couple yeah. little Richard Wapapaloobops too. Okay, just as a transition. Yeah. That's a fun yeah. transition, yeah. And they go out strong on the Sounds on fun. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If this was played for the GIs as they came back after winning WW2, they're all looking at each other going, we won, right? What, what, why are they angry at us? We're the greatest generation. Why are they paying the shittiest song? Yeah, they're, they're like, can't we just fast forward to when people spit on us? Yeah. What if the Germans want? What would you play then? Something better? Can we rethink this? Uh, on the on the on the uh, other side of the coin here of the people that like this at the wedding, this is where Aunt Carol takes her shoes off and really starts to boogie. Oh yeah, yeah this is where shoes come off and she really starts to. Yeah, she, she <laughs> like she turns to her daughter and says, "Honey, hold my purse." Exactly right. Right. <laughs> yep, shoes come off. Go, go purse. put this on the table. Yeah, because I'm really gonna. It's on. Yeah, it's on right now. They're going back into Glenn Miller. <laughs> it's Carol time. It's Carol. Pop a couple of Dixies and uh, have some red wine. Get me it. Hit me now, they're rum runner. <laughs> Children, it's Carol o'clock. It's Carol o'clock. Out of the way. <laughs> she goes by table 15, just fucking flipping them off. Fuck you. <laughs> she auditioned for the Rockettes once. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the entire song. Yeah. Don't know if it's necessary. I told you it's the Glenn Miller superset. Okay. okay. You did tell me. (laughs) So, all right, we can get out of this now because we've got a minute and a half left. And uh, I'd like to go on with my day. But uh, (laughs) I'm begging you. I'm begging you. 
<laughs> a few more little little factoids instead, sure. of the, instead of the song. Okay, number one, Jive Bunny, mm-hmm. which John Pickles and his son Andy Pickles <laughs> came up with this concept, and they're super proud of it. And it's about as stupid and bland of a mascot as you can think of. It's either I'll show you eventually the drawing. It, it looks like a ten year old did this drawing, and it's on the album cover. How old of, is just Andy a Pickles? Bunny. Was yeah. he ten? No. <laughs> no, these are adults. Okay, that's, okay. The, that's the weird right. part. Right. But an adult drew this drawing that looks like you would be hanging up on your refrigerator, like your cousin sent it to you, Uncle Damon. And <laughs> and then it was either that was either one version of their mascot, or when the when Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers would make public appearances doing the song, it was a guy with a big bunny head on mask on. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Easter bunny yeah. at a mall yeah, or yeah, something, just... but just the head, and there's this regular street clothes. <laughs> this becomes creepy suddenly. <laughs> it and, really and they came in a van. <laughs> the music is half-assed, and the mascot is half-assed. Bass, and in totally. fact, you have to see his ass. <laughs> He's just nude, but with that head on. <laughs> now that I would watch. Well, wasn't an ice cream truck available? It's a they could have traveled of in. Tasteful nudes, Johnny Pickles. <laughs> My now, private nudes. I like the bunnies. <laughs> Dad, uh. the bunny gave me a knickerbocker glory. <laughs> <laughs> Son, uh. come with me. We're going to go to security. Now listen, this song, I kid you not, except for like the US where it made it to number 11, which is depressing enough. In Canada, it was like number 16. But everywhere else in the literal fucking world, it was top three. Meaning it was either one, two, or three everywhere. And a lot of ones, by the way. If you look at this list I have here, yeah. it was fucking number one in Denmark, uh, Finland, France, uh, Ireland, Netherlands. The list goes on. A- any update in the Congo? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, How did it do in Congo? <laughs> I, I don't know if I have any more little little gems about this song, but I think that's, that's fucking plenty of Shive yeah. Bunny and the Master Mixers with uh, Swing the Mood. From their 1989 album, Jive Bunny, the album. Under it's an another assault. Clever. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, George. Thanks. Uh, you have a real gift for this. It's just, <laughs> ah, you know, sadly, I have questions, but I don't want to ask them. <laughs> I don't want to know anymore. You mean questions for me or questions for the song or just yeah, like, like existential questions about why are we here? <laughs> yeah, what song, are we doing? What are we doing with yeah, our no, lives, as you say? Like, <laughs> so the, uh, it's, it was on an album, a proper album, meaning that there were... 13 other songs oh i should say this they they went back to this well like a couple more times with two more hits of of just these kind of 50s mixes jesus christ and then they put out up till about 2002 don't forget it's 89 to yeah. about they put out about five albums of this stuff all the way up to 2002 the funny part and at least there's this redeeming fact is the next album you know, they had three hits off the first album, This Garbage, one of which was a fucking Christmas song. And you know how the UK is with their stupid Oh, so Christmas they were an album. They were out like 60-minute albums. Yeah, yeah, with okay. a bunch of songs on it, with This okay. Garbage. Okay. And it was just more of the same. It was just different 50 songs. It wasn't you know, 60s or over 70s. It was just 50s. As far as it. I know, it was always like okay. the 50s and swing okay. stuff. But the, the second album came out, and it made it to like, you know, number 23 on the UK charts, where people kind of went... Oh, it's those swing guys again. Okay. Fucking pickles. And then every subsequent album after that, none of them charted. People were like, I'm fucking done with the Jive Bunny bullshit. So at least there's that. At least we can, we can sleep tonight knowing that people went, all right, we're done with this shit. 
the island as a whole came to its senses. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus the Christ. The British Empire came to its senses. And then finally. they voted yes on Brexit. And then they... <laughs> and Europe said, please just don't send it. The rest of Europe said, just please right. don't send us any more of these albums. Part of and you can be out. It's part fine. of our trade agreement is no more Jive Bunny albums. No, no more fucking pickles. <laughs> we agree that you won't trade with us. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, let's move on to Aaron's torture for you. Yeah. Aaron, do you have any thoughts before we, we... yeah, yeah. Um, so that was terrible. Um, (laughs) and a a few, uh, a few eps ago, we were talking about songs that, uh, galvanize the dipshits uh, and, and songs that have powered office meme culture and that, uh, are still fucking rotten today because of it. This song is the theme song. (laughs) <laughs> of the dipshits of that meeting of the that group of theme people. yeah you're yeah. saying if those songs that had galvanized the song. dipshits had a yeah. theme song it would be this song yeah yeah <laughs> this is everything about it. you cannot go better further or more profoundly <laughs> accurate than this <laughs> it's a million analogies if this was the mafia <laughs> This oh. would be the boss of all bosses. Yeah. This is the capo de tutti de capi <laughs> of galvanizing the dipshits. <laughs> yeah, so terrible. Please, please spin it. The quicker the better. Okay. Somebody told me the We all know this. Oh. All star. By Smash Mouth. What year is this, Aaron? 94? 99. 99. Oh, wow. Okay. They formed in uh, 94 in okay. uh, lovely San Jose. And um, and uh, this song came out in 99. Now, what's crazy about this song is the song was on their record. The song was huge on the Shrek soundtrack. And the song was also did well because of the Mystery Men soundtrack, all from the same year. And you would think that appearing on one of those two films would negate it from a period on the other <laughs> but no. mystery man was like fuck it and and it's it was fucking everywhere everywhere and like i say it's not something that anybody that's cool ever listened to but everybody had to hear and the way it uses the words that it uses is everything that i hate about when people co-opt rock star as a uh, as a descriptive um oh right and and yeah. like everything like from every, counting yeah the, and like phrases like <laughs> get your game on and we got this you got this all phrases like that you're that a rock star aaron zero shitbox statements that is just the emptiest language in the world the emptiest language in the world but it mm. fucking translates people love to have things put into a box that's got a descriptive uh, it's like it what it's like this 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 fucking song is like when you got shit that you're moving and you got shit that's supposed to go in the kitchen and you just put a piece of tape on the box that says kitchen this is just <laughs> bullshit and, and like, this is just, <laughs> put this with the bullshit no label maker necessary <laughs> yeah. it's just like this song and because it, it it just it, and, and apparently what happened is is that yeah. um the guy in the band the guitar player uh i think it's uh, mike camp he decided that um, he he's the guy who wrote their one hit or the hit before this was Walking on the Sun. And so the band encouraged him. They said, well, you got the magic touch, baby. So you write a song for us again. And apparently he was staring at his converse. So that says All Star on it. And so that was the entirety of the thing. And it became oh. sort of synonymous with sort of jock culture as well. And so it was always sort of affiliated with like sports package highlights and things like that. 
And so mm. it was just ubiquitous everywhere. And and he was sort of like, you know, I it it wasn't my intention for it to ever have any kind of sports affiliation. In fact, I didn't want it to be included in a Disney film. Katzenberg heard it and decided to put it in. He saw a rough mix of Shrek with some other song on it. He thought that this song would be better. And he he was of a mind to like, dudes, if we put the song on it, we're gonna have we're gonna make a lot of money. But we're going to have a very short career. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. At least that's what he says now. And they were all against it, according to him. And it was a great big hit. And then, and then their career ceased uh, uh, shortly after. So, you know, they're sort of an annoying story as a band. They, there was something mildly compelling about Walking on the Sun. It's sort of use of like sort of 60s fuzz tone stuff and <laughs> mildly interesting. And had it just been an underground K-Rock song and lived its life that way, it would have been mildly compelling. You know, very mildly. I'd like to point out to Mike Kemp that the name of their band is a sports term. What is his name? What is this right, called? Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a football Mountain. term. Yeah. Smash that's Mouth. A, that's a John Madden thing, right? Smash yeah, Mouth so it's football, undisciplined, yeah. just slamming it out. I don't want this song associated with sports. Love Mike Kemp from Smash Mouth. <laughs> it's I, Greg Kemp, yeah. <laughs> Greg Kemp. Can you say Mike? <laughs> I did, I did, but I was thinking about Mike Campbell. I was thinking of better music. Oh. <laughs> Even you, you, your brain just made that automatic. Adjustment. That's right. Good. It's, it's natural. The- so this fucking song, this fucking song was on Astro Lounge, which is the album that sold three million. So that was the album, three million. That's in yeah. the U.S. alone. Then the single of this fucking shit box sold three million in the U.S. alone, and another two million worldwide. Then it was on the Shrek soundtrack, another two million plus two million, <laughs> another two million worldwide. And then it was on the Mystery Man soundtrack, which sold five hundred thousand. So the bloom was off the rose, but so fucking what? <laughs> they were on like this almost 10 million albums sold <laughs> worth of this song uh being exposed to everything and forget all the stuff that it had in popular culture besides the records you know i guess when you're in your 20s you don't think about this stuff but doesn't it make sense to go all right we're, we're a fucking band called smash mouth we're not going to have a long career anyway why not just cash in as if we won the lottery Right, and then do something else and yeah, you're, you're have a lovely gonna, life. Yeah, they're not going to like it. Well, if it hadn't been for All Star, we would have put out Exile on Main Street or something. <laughs> exactly. like, right. I, you, no one was expecting that from, from Smash Mouth. Yeah. So, yeah. so like, why not just go, dudes? This is our opportunity. I guess this is me for as an older person looking back yeah. on opportunities or lack thereof and going. Shit, if someone dangled... I guarantee this guy made millions of dollars on royalties on this wow. song. I was going to joke and Without say, a doubt. When, yeah. Like, when, when Aaron was saying... Um, yeah, my uh, Greg Kemp was saying that he didn't mean for this to happen, and we were going to have a short career, and I was going to say dot, dot, dot. He says from his private island near Fiji. <laughs> right. <laughs> the compound yeah, I mean, of his private island yeah. in the Caribbean. Yeah. And, and so, like, let's play it some more, and just, like, really... And it's, it's, it's easy to minimize because of the pain we felt from that previous song and and, and 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 like just because you hear it everywhere in culture like but really think about like this is where it all started this is where culture is. really took a shit dive it, you're right it is in like that dumb language that people love to use and how like it's still in commercials today meaning that same kind of language and you know debbie was a rock star for me at uh at citizens bank right <laughs> right yeah help me get my loan but like that's, that's in the commercial that's not like somebody talking about it like they'll they're the 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 PR person the advertising people still use it and it's still this viable way they believe of talking to it's sort of a way of saying like this ain't your daddy's bank 
you know, <laughs> when, when they use yeah. it. But like, I want my daddy's bank. I, I you know, I want yeah. a bank that's gonna <laughs> fucking get their shit together and not worried about being on the cutting edge with lingo. You know, yeah. Oh, kind of lingo. That's a different story. When you were reading the sales figures, I thought you were going to go, and it sold $5 million and 500000 It sold 25,000 copies while we've been talking. <laughs> right. Dude, it probably has. It probably has. 25,000 downloads right now. Is- <laughs> yeah, Malaysia's going to get the fucking ear and loathing bomb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, think about it. Shrek, I'm, I'm assuming, is owned by Disney, right? Yeah. It's on Disney+. Plus. You know what I mean? Just to have a, an exist your song sitting on Disney+. Plus. It might be a DreamWorks isn't that DreamWorks? Man. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This guy made a ton of money. He, yeah, he still yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. No, it's absurd. And like, so let, we're about 10 seconds into the song. Yeah. So You're like, close. Let's, Nine. Let, let's, yeah. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> let's spin it and just yeah, talk some go. shit. All right. Here we go. She was looking kind of dumb with <laughs> the second line. And thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. And this is that that fucking bare naked ladies rap shit. I hate this shit. It so is much. true. It is true. Like it's there's there's bare naked ladies did a lot of great things and what they did, but the other stuff they did was uh, had a, a lot of annoying tendencies. I mean, they were always a lot. They were clever inside of their dumb stuff. To me, though, yes, that's a great chorus the, in that song. But the but that yeah the the. Chinese chicken bullshit. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it, right. you know, but know it's the about. same people. Kath loves to hear that song too because it's fun, and so yeah. there is a fun factor that we seem to enjoy shitting in their salad. But like, it, it's f- fuck you. It's dumb. Ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> Spin it. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. Here's the fucking worst part. Let it go. This is this is worse than the verse. This uh, is the fucking big chorus here. Who needs Marvin Gaye? <laughs> it sounds like he's just, it sounds like you caught him uh, mid mid gargle or he's got something <clears throat> he hasn't cleared his throat quite yet. <laughs> he just needs some uh some uh neosinephrine and some cold medication. And some Listerine? <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, condition is called smash mouth. He needs a salt water. <laughs> he needs a nice. salt water gargle. <laughs> His adenoids are acting up. <laughs> Sir, can you would you like a neti pot? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now. I don't want this attached to sports at all. <laughs> Like, what did what did this moron think was going to happen? Yeah, no, it's true. Like it's 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 a it's a Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah, so this is the bumper into the Monday night yeah. game. And coming up later, the Steelers. You know. Aaron's now infected with it too. Yeah, I can't stop speaking in metaphor and shit, <laughs> shit metaphor. It's it's so bad, dude. Like the 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 song itself is charmless. It activates a part. In a psyche, in, in 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 the world psyche that needs to be activated, apparently, because it's consistent. It just happens all the time, and there's always one of these numbers. Yeah. Well, the, this one the, just happens to work really well for this amount of time, which is up. Uh, it's up so upsetting. All right. Now, 
And that's kind of like self-help, like empty language about only shooting stars break the mold. Like that could be on a poster at your office, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right next to, you gotta break a couple eggs to make an omelet. And yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or Cat's favorite, the hang in there with the kitty. Hang in there with yeah. the kitty. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. How, or how can I soar with eagles when I work with all these turkeys? Oh, I'm going to punch you in the nose! <laughs> Desmond was such a rock star for bringing the potato salad, you guys! <laughs> Desmond! <laughs> all right. It's a cool place, and they say it gets colder. You're bundled up now, wait till you get older. But the media men beg to differ. Judging by the hole in the satellite picture. The you can't think of a song that's, that was more in the media than this song. It's true. Like there, it, the, this song was right. So fucking ubiquitous. It's not. It doesn't even cover it, dude. Name the media, and it, this song was on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would play it like as a as a clip on the news to soundtrack some dumb thing. And yeah. It was always some dumb thing. Like if it was like a one of those goddamn shows where it's like uh, you know Susie from Poughkeepsie has to go and rip as much shit off the store shelves as she can <laughs> in a certain amount of time, and they'd yeah. be playing this. While she does it, you know. If it was like opening a segment about we're going to interview a voting rights advocate, she's a she's an advocate, <laughs> voting rock star. I'd be like, okay, but it's yeah. it's it's this Susie is- collecting like chicken soup, like Campbell soup cans, <laughs> while her while her sister <laughs> is shouting like, get the nuggets, get the nuggets. <laughs> God, you're right. It's every fucking thing. As soon as you said that, I thought of the segment in the news. This is Ida Johnson. She's voted in every election since 1937. And it's sort of like mildly sped up. That sort of MTV style shows her getting ready to go vote. And this music is playing over that. And her walker and everything. And she's, ah. (laughs) Hugging with the fucking I voted sticker people. (laughs) A day in the life of a citizen. It's getting pretty thin. The water's getting warm, so you might as well swim. My world's on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it, and I'll never get bored. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. And no one ever. What's his name? Gary? Mike? Gary Greg. Camp. Greg. Yeah. Greg Camp. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one pulled him aside and said, "We're gonna work on these." Like the chorus, I get why you would leave it because it's just these dumb aphorisms. But the verses are fucking horrible, man. I've never heard these lyrics before. You know, I've is... heard them, but I haven't. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never had to read them. No, I didn't. There's a thing that's happening too. That's it's sort of uh, it's all phraseology, sort of in the in the limp biscuit sort of styling. Yes, right. Um, yeah, and this is sort of the not angry version of that, where it's just sort of. The enthusiastic three-legged race between, you know, McCammon Electric and, and somebody else, you know, and there <laughs> this uh, isn't swears the, me out. This isn't the break stuff. Uh, this is this is the you can do it version of break stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Just punch this pillow. <laughs> You'll feel better. Yeah. You're a rock star. Get the show on. Get soundtrack to every team building exercise that there ever was right and it makes you not want to engage in teamwork <laughs> no it doesn't i'm going solo well, but, yeah, but do it for well, yourself only rebels break the mold or whatever he said yeah that's right. <laughs> shooting stars right well that's a good point like it was I, i'll be the rebel and say i don't want to fucking be on your team <laughs> Only shooting stars break the mold. 
this. Ugh. I forgot this part. They got their DJ in there scratching it up. What oh, is yeah. that? Is that a keyboard? What is that? It's a record scratching. I know, but the doom, doom, what is that? Oh, yeah, it's got to be. Oh, a there's keyboard. a keyboard and a, I think it's a keyboard, somebody whistling, and and a note line being played on a guitar all all tricked out. And someone flushing a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> the remix is complete. <laughs> My head in it. <laughs> yeah, this is just Sugar Ray bullshit, right? Yeah, same yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same era of yeah, time. Do you forget how bad it was, man? Yeah. There's a lot of bullshit going on. And like, I don't know what the argument against it is. I always sort of try to think about the other side where people, hey, fuck you, man. It's fun. Is it? Well, I don't know. It's 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 scraping it away at your soul. It's not just fun, you know. I don't even begrudge the guys who made it. I think that the guys who made it are like, "Hey, man, I fucking won the lottery," and I totally agree. I don't begrudge. I don't fucking. I'm not coming down on the musicians about it because it's like, what? A, everybody's trying to do something, and after and the key is to live a happy life afterwards and not be Janie Lane about it. You know what I mean? Because that would be too sad. Yeah. What you hope for is that a person could be, you know, uh, Billy Camp could be like. Yeah, man. Billy man, I'm so Billy. fucking stoked. I'm so stoked that I wrote that song because, you know, yeah, it was overplayed. I'm not joking uh, when I say, like, treat it as if you won the lottery. Yeah, just be fucking fired up about it. Like, I can't believe it. It was everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did it, fuckers. Yeah. Well, he has the you walking know? on the sun money, too. Right. Yeah, dude. They had other hits. All right. Let's change. <laughs> what a fucking metaphor. How clever was that? <laughs> Do you have some change some change to spare for gas? I could use a little fuel myself, the guy says. Yeah. And turns out we could all use a little change. <laughs> God. Fuck you. That was a that was such a fucking contortionist act to get to that that little metaphor. <laughs> he doesn't mean nickels and dimes, folks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Real change. That's another slogan that should be on the... <laughs> Let's change the record. That should be... <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's it's the baby with the spaghetti on its head. <laughs> <laughs> what did that one say? I don't remember, but you could just plug that, yeah, anything yeah, yeah, yeah. on top of that. Like, we could all use a little change. <laughs> Find your rainbow. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it should just say like... Don't put spaghetti on your head. Life's a bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> would be rad if that poster just said, I, I fucking hate spaghetti. <laughs> What's this poster that said, this baby's going to have diarrhea later. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. I have a theory too. Uh, that the one of the reasons this was so huge was that 
and this is this goes for Creed as well, a, a band that I'm oh, shocked right. hasn't been touched yet. Oh, but yeah. Creed and these guys featured singers that Billy from marketing <laughs> could cop in karaoke and sound kind of okay, even if he can't sing, because there's nothing challenging going on in the stylings of either. So if you have the words in front of you, you could probably handle it and 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 seem like you know what you're doing. And so that's crazy like a fox because that engages people, which you which you die and beg and plead for to happen organically, you know, but they've figured out a way that's part of the formula. You know, I don't know if they think that, but that's the reality. Yeah. You just planted in my head, Freddie from accounting at the office party doing karaoke to the song. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking aggravating. Just, just imagining it, yeah, we've because we've all not going to sound any worse than this guy because this guy has a weird shit voice. By the way, C- Freddie brings <clears throat> Kath and and you know uh, Beth and everybody else up, and they're all singing around one microphone, Brenda. shouting. Yeah, Brenda's Bren- there. Brenda's, Brenda's, Brenda's kind of hanging in the back. She doesn't want to get too involved, but it's it, her department. She has to gun and go up there. But they're all around one microphone, yelling <laughs> these lyrics. Herpes the- simplex nine thousand microphone I- that they're all sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to straighten something out, though. It's yeah. Billy's from marketing. Okay? Oh, he's sorry. not in accounting. That's it's right. Billy, and it's cats in accounting. Okay, don't. But mix he, the two apart. Don't put the two apartments, please. But don't forget <laughs> his speech. But you know, before karaoke, when he said, "You know, I'm not on the accounting team, but I work so closely with them. I feel like we have this kind of rock star relationship <laughs> with each other." God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> terrible uh, with this rock star relationship we're both rock stars you know it's like i'm mick jagger and she's elvis i don't <laughs> shut up oh, <laughs> fuck. so awful uh we've got like i don't know another half a minute it's unnecessary yeah it's unnecessary it just goes out a, on the that, chorus that right? was a repeat that that was that part mm-hmm. we just did that verse was a repeat of a, yeah one it's of unnecessary to do anything yeah. more there's no one no one will be surprised by the end result of these last 30 seconds i you know there's i not I, a big layla ending to this it's a huge change another song what? It's, a, it's actually good what happened good lord so, so that's you... it man i i i, I uh, it's so shitty you know just bad <laughs> it is just a drag and what it did to people and what it did to language and what it did to like no one had to think about any other way of describing any uh, their appreciation for anybody right so saying is, saying is, you're a rock star yeah, is is yeah. now diluted because it's been said so many times yeah it's sort of kick-ass to say like it really meant so much to me you saved my bacon <laughs> you, <laughs> you really did you really yeah. did a good job we wouldn't have been able to get these reports out had you not done that and you're going you're, you're doing such an awesome job for this team thank you it's so great. It makes you feel better to hear that. Just by living in a society, you can't help but pick up these little slogans and stuff. And then yeah. as you accidentally saying rock star tumbles out of your mouth, like as it's like passing your teeth, you're already regretting it. Already. Your teeth totally. are rotting. <laughs> yeah. <just> saying it. <laughs> like you're when right. you interviewed people, like when you interview people in the street, when you see like during Watergate or during anything like in the 50s, 60s, 70s, when interviewing just some schmo on the street anywhere in America anywhere the deep 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 south of fucking maine anywhere all of them sound way more intelligent than those same people on the same streets today and i blame this (laughs) i blame you greg camper greg camp (laughs) yeah aaron i I was watching a woodstock documentary the the original woodstock in 1969 not the 99 one and uh 
they were just talking to kids, like a reporter was talking to kids mm. who were walking down, mm. this, heading mm. towards the, the festival. And these are 18-year-old kids, and they, they're super articulate. They, they have a clear thought to make. They're not like, um, um, yeah. So anyway, like, uh, la, la, they were actually, they, they speak like college professors. They were like, fuck you. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Like in Yeah, they had to right. use fucking language. And it, it's so, it's really depressing. And I, and I, I, I kind of feel like this kind of old man, but the old man has it right sometimes. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> when they're like, you know, it's like, oh man, what happened to language, dude? <laughs> I t- I was just thinking of like a collection of actual rock stars, like from from whoever's still alive, like Mick Jagger and Paul McCartney, all the way up to Axl Rose and whoever else that goes, look, guys, um, we went through a lot to become rock stars. This isn't just a throwaway term. Okay. We did a lot of drugs. We lost people. <laughs> Fucking thank we you. Have a, we have a lot of kids around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We've been through a lot. We it's, toured. We made records. This is, yeah, don't a, this is an easy job. Bullshit. Yeah. It's not easy. I got to stay. I got to, I, I have, I am awake with anxiety every night that I'm no longer relevant. How right. dare you that, use that this too. thing yes. that I fucking bleed for you fucking cunt. Get my fucking title out of your mouth, you butthole. I know what it is. It's stolen valor. It is stolen valor. It is Fucking, stolen. it kind of is. Stolen bro. valor. It is. You didn't do any of that. This is a job. You're not the. Assholes. I'm a rock star. I'm not the rock star of Citizens Bank, like you said. I'm a rock star. End of. That, there's no more category. I'm a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Well, George, I think you have a decision to make. I got to tell you something. This is. I'm not. I'm we're taking a little time off here and I'm going to Hawaii in a few days and I hope not to think about this ever again. <laughs> I'm not kidding you when I say this is the hardest one I've been through. Oh boy. It's the fucking hardest one. Not only just in the decision because I really I really don't know what to do here. Th- these are both brutal. Absolutely brutal songs. They're it's just it's hard to say. Jive Bunny. I know. And master Mixers. I know what or... John Pickles is. <laughs> You're in a pickle trying to decide. Fuck, and I really am. I'm, I'm. Pick my song, George. I'm going I'm, I'm <laughs> to. pickles. I, How I, could you not pick my song, George? I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with with Aaron and Rockstar. Yeah. <laughs> only only because it's it's I guess I guess the way of saying it, it's more original. It's more horribly original. At least it's an original thing, which I guess would be a. It's a detriment and a it's a plus and a minus. Yeah. But Damon, that was brutal. It was brutal. It, it's 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 brutal. Like Billy Joel is. It's just you have a gift for this. I just, <laughs> I, I, I. But I'm gonna go with Rockstar. I just I hate that so much. I should have played the whole six minutes. You should. It's it's so. I, it, and any other week, either one of you would have won. It's just those are so horrible. This is, I think, the worst thing. <laughs> worst week we've I've ever been in had. that position where you for can't, me, it's yeah. the worst week that. And yours was so unique, Damon, of to choose a song that fucking stupid. <laughs> balls to do it. It's not even really a song. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to give it up to Aaron here. Okay. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, I am on a losing streak. And now, boo-boo, boo-boo, and, seg- and segue into st- staying alive now. <laughs> whether you're, whether you're, whether you're, whether you're a brother. <laughs> I've got a knack for these. <laughs> bum, bum, baloo, bum, bum, bam, boom. And then into, <laughs> how deep is your love? I don't know. Jiminy, Jiminy. I get, you know what? <sighs> we ha- So far, I believe we've been spared is the 
90s version of Jive Bunny, which would have All Star and Sugar oh, Ray oh God. And, yeah. all, and, and all these songs on it. Like, well, s- someone could easily make one of those. Why isn't it us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can be the new Jive Bunny. Yeah, the new Pickles. Do you want to wear the head or should I? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm already not wearing the bottoms. <laughs> hey, come hey, everybody, on. come on now. Okay, let's have some All fucking right. sorbet. Well, that was a hell of a torture that session. Was a fucking hell. And uh, let's get uh, Majel in here mm. to help us clear our minds. Hello, darling. <laughs> Hello, I'm John Pickles. <laughs> I make hit records from the desk of John Pickles. <laughs> Here's a lady robot. <laughs> Sorbet. Purify. Does that feel better, John Pickles? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have a list of our pod characters. I think, can can I make number seven? Pickles, John, John Pickles. Pickles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do our version so, of John Pickles, yeah, who sounds yeah. like Bob Cratchit. <laughs> it's it's Catherine McCounting, Clem Clebson in Kibbit's Corner, Raw Dog Cliff, the Robot, Brenda, and the Cooch. <laughs> <laughs> Is that John all? Pickles. You're like, there's more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't added to this okay, in a while. Right. I just happen to see it. John Pickles. John Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> all right now. Okay. All right, George. Do you have any comments before we start? I don't. You'll know it right away, and I'm happy to play it. (laughs) Okay. Good. Thank you. I have some some comments, but let's listen a while. This is a good one. Get us out of here. We go. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Do it! Yeah! Fuck yeah! In your face! I have to say, I think as much as I love tons of of double D stuff, this early, this first album, yeah, right? Oh yeah, first this, single. <laughs> I think this is like my favorite era of them, absolutely, because it's the most raw. It is agreed. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yep. exactly it's, right. Yep. And this song, like, it's edgier than their it other is. stuff. As much as I love "Hungry Like the Wolf" and you yep. name it, but this yep. is like really just before they got slick. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I'm okay with slick, yep. but I also like raw. Yep. God damn, like in like the arrival, their arrival at this song because it established exactly what their musical ethos was going to be. Yep. Yeah. And, and had just, you know, realized, like took a look around the room and went, do you realize how fucking extraordinary we all look too? And, 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 and and the, and we had this brilliant idea to mesh, you know, chic and the fucking urgency of other modern music together with this and how awesome it is. And how, like, where they were different from Spandau, I mean, they were different from Spandau in so many ways, but they were riding the same horse for a period of time. The but they just, horse. Yes. they just blasted <laughs> off in such a more effective direction. I mean, Simon has got uh, Tony beat in a ton of ways, but like, God damn fucking Duran, dude. Other than so that's like what bitching. I was going to say right there. <laughs> you guys did it. That's great. Song over. I'm glad you get it. No. That's, that's, yeah. Uh, other than the cars, though, there, I don't think there's any other new wave band that completely meshed synthesizers and guitars than yeah. Duran Duran. Yeah. And this too. Dude, the guitar is huge. The guitar echoes. is key yeah. for America. It is. The rocking yeah. riffs. All right. <laughs>
again, as many iconic songs as they have, this could be their quintessential song. Like if you want it to play, play. someone goes, I've never heard Duran Duran for you play this song. No, you I think you pretty much summed the entire thing up, right? That's why I love it. Yeah. It's their first single. First single. This is the first one. Yeah. Foxy yeah. guys being crazy like a fox too because like so you you've got the guitar added to this uh, this uh, yeah. new romantic sound to make the u.s happy so that the meatheads in the u.s cannot feel like hey, who the fuck are these fruitcakes you know that the, you could get it just enough guitar for that and You're then, describing me yep and then, you, <laughs> and then you do a song that's fucking titled that includes it's for the planet earth yeah right, <laughs> right. here we are hi we're duran duran we're here yeah it's right. not for yep. just to the end of my street Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> not just england no what's, yeah, no what's the demo on this <laughs> everyone everyone oh yeah the planet yeah. earth <laughs> so, it's a bit reductive isn't it I, let me say one, milky one way thing. What, what? <laughs> john pickles uh i'm john pickles and i endorse this band no. um do you guys want to be in a on a on a on a uh, collaboration record <laughs> with bill haley in the comments um the what I was going to what you Aaron what you said a minute ago and Damon too because you guys totally get this that the um that I think it was John Taylor that said that it, they were trying to merge Chic and the Sex Pistols uh-huh. and that's what they were and and when you listen to this it would never have occurred to you back then or even now it would but back then it wouldn't if you listen to that and you go that's exactly what this is <laughs> yeah. it exactly describes this to a T you're like and it makes sense you're not mad about you're like no that's no one ever thought of that yeah it's exactly what this is. It's chic and the sex business. Yeah. yeah. For the right guy at the right time. And like, they yeah. were sort of being from Birmingham. They were like, they're sort of just like yobby lads. You know, they weren't yeah. slick, slick London boys, you know, and yet they spoke to the rest of the world as being, cause like their videos were globe trotting and they were so beautiful and the music was so fun. There's no downer side. It was just fucking great. And like, and again, so like write a song called planet earth, have your videos, like this is what Miles Copeland did with the police. Like show them in if they're huge in India and if they're huge in fucking Australia and the world sees that, then they're like, all right, well, they're a global band. Right. You just told me that you are, so you are. Perception is reality. By the and way. then you also and then those guys also were worth it. You know, so you you market it and they actually absolutely deserved every bit of the marketing. And by the way, that's why they went. They went. They made made this video, which we're looking at the video here. They made this video because this this was big in Australia, and Australia had videos. Yeah. So they thought, oh, we'll go make this. We'll go make this for Australia, and they did. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they made this video because there's a demo of this too. You guys know that? Have you seen that on YouTube? I'm sure you have, Aaron. There's a demo of this song that's mm-hmm. before. Yeah, and it's they're in a club. And it's almost the same. It's not that different. Yeah. But this this is the official video where they outfit him in their uh, in their new romantic new row outfits. Yeah. I think that that club is the Rum Runner. Where they is started. it really? Yeah, that's where they started. Yeah, and they and they're uh, right where they were bartenders too, right? <laughs> and uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So this and this and this is the first song to ever mention new romantic. Ah. It's the first song when he says that line. Some new romantic looking for a TV sound. He's that's the first person to ever say that in a song. It was mentioned in the press before that with what Aaron just said with respect to Spandau Ballet. But yeah, the, the London Spandau Ballet crowd were not jazzed about these Birmingham boys. Yeah. And they did it as a joke. that phrase. I read yeah, a thing that so. John said it as a joke to put it in here as sort of they were kind of joking about. He'd seen a headline that said, here come the new romantics. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's right. why they, and they kind of co-opted. But this is, but it got galvanized by this song, that whole movement from that one line. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's so incredible. good, dude. These guys have so much more fucking credibility than those other bands you were naming. Well, yeah. let's, let's hear a little more. Power. I want to say one thing about that. Let's hear a little more. All right. Bass part, that yeah. bass and drum groove coming out of that chorus into the repeat there is so fucking dope and thick and rad. It is. Yeah. Does does Shit. Roger start going into the four on the floor? Yeah. Does yeah. He fully yeah. pulsing what, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Ripping it. <laughs> yeah. Produced by young Colin Thurston, who understands how to fucking mix and engineer a bass. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I think to a man, they're all wearing a puffy shirt. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're dressed like pirates. They're dressed like pirates. That was yeah. the new room. Yeah. yeah. And Haish. And by the way, still with this sort, these sort of dopey outfits on, you know, even yeah. for the time, even I was like, Ugh. it's, <laughs> it's still way, rad. The, <laughs> the fucking rhythm section is sounds so beautiful and sounds so great. The same dude who co-engineered fucking uh, Lust for Life. So like- Really? Yeah. So it's that. the same, like the way that groove carries that fucking song yeah. in fucking 77 or whenever the fuck that was. Yeah. It's the same, the same fucking energy. And like, they yeah. captured it. They got it. Just because they got that guy and the right guys, you know, yeah. obviously playing it. But um, I'll tell I'll tell my personal story now for this to get it over with. So the 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 personal story I have about this, which I just I only knew half of it until just this few moments ago, was that I've often um, equated this song or them with Motley Crue, and here's the reason: because in 1981, they they and Motley Crue with raw first records defined the rest of the eighties, a part of a part of the eighties fully where everyone was trying to be like them in 1981. And they said it right then on that day. Right. They did yeah, it. Both of video them were stars, compelling video artists as well. Yeah, Where they tried to be, everybody else tried to be like them the entire eighties, Duran Duran and everyone else in another genre of music in heavy metal, rock, whatever, tried to be like Motley Crue. And I, and the thing for me that was interesting is I'm at a Motley Crue show in probably 1981 and at the whiskey. And there's no, there's no, at that time, as you know, MTV starting, there are no videos. Right. And so, before Motley Crue comes on, the screen comes down, and all they play is this and and uh, girls on film. <laughs> and by the way, heavy metal people like me and everyone else in there do not tear the whole club apart. We're completely captivated by these videos yeah. and liking the song. And at that moment, those two worlds collide right there because they take that video down and Motley Crue starts and Livewire starts. Yeah. Where, that's where, was what, that at the... Uh, um, at whiskey. The, uh, at the Whiskey. Yeah. And they had a screen that came down. They, that, they only had a few videos to show. And I think they only had these two. They had this and Girls on Film. Yeah. And that was it. And, and then they, they rewind they, the VHS and it, replay it. Yeah, they did. Because you're waiting for Motley Crue to come on. <laughs> yeah. and, and then and I just, I was equated those two things together because, as I said, those two sounds define the entire decade yeah. as original things that, whether you like them or not, 
and both influenced oddly by punk rock and David Bowie. Yeah. There you <laughs> and look, go. if the girls like it, you're yeah. an idiot to try to argue with it or talk shit because it just makes you look dumb and soft if you're going to talk shit about things that girls are madly in love with. Right, and, you're just going to uh, make them mad and they're not going to fuck. Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. What's the fucking point? What are you trying to accomplish? You're right. Yeah. Seriously, so more awesome, planet dude. Earth. Yeah, these guys, like, just looking at them, what they're wearing, the way Simon is dancing... It's pretty fruity. Oh, yeah. But the song is so undeniably fucking awesome yeah. that you can't you can't criticize it. That's probably why the metal guys couldn't The whole crowd it. was yeah. like, and then Girls on Film has a bunch of nude girls in it. <laughs> so it's like, well, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of George's hair story, the uh, these guys directly, like when I met Damon, I had a sweet sort of mullet going, but it wasn't, what I was doing was not anything different or it was only, what it was exactly was Nick Rhodes' hair on the uh, on the cover of Seven and the Ragged Tiger, where it's long in the back with short in the top. I just yeah. didn't have the tips. You know? But like, that's what it was. Yeah. It wasn't something else. It was that. Yeah. No, it was that for sure. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Aaron and the Ragged Tiger. That's right. <laughs> Aaron and the Ragged No-Tipped Mullet. <laughs> Dragging his backpack. <laughs> I don't want to go to science. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I was going to say these five hairstyles, because now I, I, we happen to stop on a shot of all five of them on stage, or on set, whatever you want to call this. Yeah. And uh, I'm realizing that it, this is like five stages of George's hair. Could, yeah, very close. I <laughs> definitely had that John Taylor less kind of close to the Mulhawk. And there's, yeah. yeah, no one has super long hair yet right. here, here, but yeah, it's close. There's a, Damon, I, you sort of had Roger hair for a little while. Um, and uh, uh, I had, I had Nick and John hair. Sounds like George had all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. John, John has the best hair in the band, I think. <laughs> it would yeah. be funny to have a flip book of George's face and you just flip the book and it just different hair goes. And then Mr. Clean at the end. It's just a Mr. Clean ball. A little ding because it cleaned everything. Cleaned everything up and just falls at the end. All right. also just noticing the red black and white theme well guess who echoed that my friend those are the international colors of the american rocker (laughs) (laughs) everybody knows that red black and white red jacket white a black r (laughs) you didn't let me finish i was gonna say i was gonna say duran duran stole the american rockers look john taylor like is in, in a way sort of like paul mccartney were busy but never extra you know, they're, they're, they're like creating pocket and the sexiest grooves, but never overplay in my view. Yeah. It's just fucking perfect. Yeah. You, you guys remember the thing during, um, 
it was great during uh during covid uh john taylor did a thing called like a minute with john taylor or you, yeah. you know, on facebook yeah. do you remember damon I you see it no. oh my god it's great and it's him just in his looks like his den with like a some, library with yeah a library with some yeah. stuff about and he has like a, a drum machine he controls it with his foot and he talks all about every one of these songs and how great roger is and how they thought of them and then he'll hit a he'll hit the pedal and it'll, the groove will start and i'll go this is what i did for the a part and he'll start playing Oh, goes, I gotta see that. And then a B part comes, and he explains all about it, and it's fascinating. He does like maybe five songs, Aaron. Like he mm-hmm. you like yeah. Wolf and this, and three or four other popular songs. And I wish they'd kept going, but he didn't. He didn't do that many more, right, Aaron? Like maybe four no, or no, five. he just did a handful. I think he got yeah. burned out. I don't think he realized that COVID was going to last so long. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, so no. interesting, though, to hear yeah. him talk about how they thought of it and how he was a guitar player and didn't really want to play the bass. And then you know, it's just it was it was great. Yeah, the Rio one is particularly amazing. It's also like the greatest baseline in the land. Uh, yeah. So to hear to hear about how it went down and to watch him do it is a treat. I'm going to track those down. That sounds interesting. And they and also I was reminded within that too of that they um that they all brought something different to this band and it all fit together so well. You know, they all brought because yeah. because I didn't realize till later when his solo stuff and all that, and I know he's not in the band anymore. That Andy really is a rock guitar player. It's really what he is. And he brought that to this. And that's why guys like Aaron said that I could stand it and liked it. Because it had something in it that made me feel like, no, this is a rock band. It's not just fruity guys in puppy shirts. Yeah, back to yeah. back to your you said the reason why you, you know, sort of latched onto the cars was yeah. because they they were weird synthy new right. wave guys, but they had that rock and roll right. authenticity. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. Same, same with them. Yeah. And, and he, they they all brought something to this act. Every and I because I, until I saw the thing with John, I didn't. I don't think anyone really talks about or Roger Taylor doesn't get the proper respect of the other Not Roger Taylor right. of the <laughs> of yeah. Queen. But he they don't, he don't. No one really talks about him in drum circles as a great drummer that people love or whatever. But when you Joey hear John, loves him, yeah, Joey loves him. When you hear him talk about it, when you hear John talk about it, you realize how important he was to this band. Sure. You know, and how the rhythm section you know, really drove the basis of what this band was. Yeah. They but had then, good replacements when Roger wasn't around, but it wasn't the fucking same. It wasn't, right. They, groove yeah. that he's got a groove um, yeah. that's so, so great. And actually, I thought that because I looked up some of the things. Is they, they do a lot of, they've done this through their set live from then till now. And they've done a lot, and they've lately since Bowie died, they now do this, and they put Space Odyssey uh, Oddity in the beginning, in the middle of it, and then go back to this. They've been. Do, have you seen that, Aaron? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, they. they I think that's I would have what, remembered that. Yeah, it, that's what they do now in their show. Or at least awesome. they did starting in 2019, and it's kind of cool because it's a it's a little bit of a jarring uh, uh, transition, but it's cool the way they do it, and they're good at it. And there's nothing they can't do. Yeah, and there, there's, there's an, for a while they did it kind of acoustic. They've done different things with it, but still it's a great song. And, and I saw some of the, and even now Andy's not in it. And that guitar back and forth in the beginning between the guitar and the synth is different. There's still something a little not, whoever's the guitar player now, I don't know who it even is. It's not Warren Cucurillo anymore, right? Even no, he's gone. No. But that was great. His, yeah. Warren's time was a very effective time for them. It was. Warren's fucking amazing. But Andy's coming back for the Hall of Fame thing, which is neat. Yeah, that's, that'll be great. Yeah, American. that's... It's because there is like any other band. There's that chemistry of the five of them, and you won't right. get that again. It's chemistry. <laughs> Does Andy Taylor have a big schlong like Warren Cucurillo? <laughs> is yeah, the question. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's a, that's. A, I'm gonna guess nah. 
<laughs> that's an Aaron question. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that much about Duran Duran, but that's. <laughs> I've got a tiny pickle. I got tiny... <laughs> I had this Italian warring scarf, big pickle. The bitter to... irony of my name. <laughs> I wonder if he wants to make a montage record. <laughs> All right, let's keep going here. <laughs> Look out for Johnny right here. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, right. Just, just. <laughs> and you know what else too is that I is correct me if I'm wrong about this, Aaron, but I feel like just like motley crew like they didn't they didn't know that much about playing when they started right they had a punk rock attitude towards this where john only well, did, he, he played the guitar for a few years and then played then switched to bass right well i i mean it's a weird thing to say that because nikki's influences because of the music they were doing didn't require for him to be right. anything but rumbly whereas Correct. john because they had the funk aspect you can't go into it you can't start making that music until you get your fucking chops straight. Because well, so how do you like get this good asshole. that quick then? You fucking practice? Practice, yeah. yeah. Same way fuck, you get to so fucking good. Carnegie Hall. And in what, in 78 when they started, he didn't, right? He had never played the bass? Yeah, well, I mean, this <laughs> was 81, so, you know, that he had a couple of years. He did, but still, fuck, he's really Plus, good. he was like an ugly duckling <laughs> for a while with goofy yeah. glasses, so he wasn't getting all that trim right away. <laughs> he had plenty <laughs> he of time to practice why. He yeah. wasn't getting laid. He just yeah, in his he bedroom. Got good. You know, <laughs> he got his look together, he dropped the glasses, he got his playing together, and was ready to fucking appear as if fully formed, you know? Right, because this, this is still, like Damon says, this feels like a raw record to me, yeah. you know? Compared to what they what they did later, even you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, like he like Aaron Damon said, but it's really great. Do so I can do a full show on the fucking Duran Duran boys? Yeah, and let's not kid ourselves. The fucking thing only has four strings. It's not You're that right. hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get some sticks, you bang on a drum. What's so fucking yeah. hard about? Come on, I'm a fucking caveman. <laughs> Is that Robert Smith and Susie Sue dancing in the background? <laughs> they definitely have the same hair as me. <laughs> Dude, Susie showed up at everything. She, you know that Bill Grundy show where the Sex Pistols are talking shit, <laughs> cussing all over the place? She's in there, too. She's in the background. She's just always showing up places. It probably fucking is her. Yeah, we got we got a truck pulling up, Aaron. Um, and it's got a refrigerator in it. Should I should I just end the show here? <laughs> yeah, that's we, we did it, fine. baby. I, we did we it. fucking it, did we, it. We all talked right. all about this. It's great. There's uh, only the only the outro and that's it, yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Ear and Loathing this week, episode twenty six. I think. Whatever it is, we're the number one rockers forever. Yeah, that's it. Number one rockers forever. Soon to be refrigerated rockers forever. That's right. We got a new fridge coming, and that fridge holds ice, which ice is needed for booze. Thanks, everybody. And, and for annoying Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new generation of ice for Aaron. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got we to gotta cut this short. But fucking great sorbet. I feel better. Way better. And, uh, Thank nice, you, George. Nice way to send you off to Hawaii. Good show. Good show. Bon voyage, uh, George. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to my Gitmo Bros, number one rockers forever. We'll see you next week on episode 27. Bye. Hello. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. Ear and loathing. Aloha.
The backbeat sounds like a butthole. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I don't I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next week for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.